Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Welcome to FOMO Friday, where we love to bring you the different stories from around the world that you probably are interested in, but may not have seen simply because you're not hooked into propaganda media. And starting off today, we have uh, the fact that Monday we celebrated MLK Day. Now, if you'll remember, Martin Luther King Day was made by joining the two birthdays of the presidents, uh, Washington and Lincoln. We had uh, uh, Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday as holidays. We ended up uh, uh, combining those two together to make President's Day so that we could have MLK Day. And yet, as we honor him with it, this holiday, we're getting farther and farther away from what he espoused. And in a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes this one, woke culture is actively destroying the dream that civil rights activist Martin Luther King Jr. spoke of in his famous I Have a Dream speech forcing people back into a society where they are not only defined primarily by skin color, but assigned value based on it as well. Now, the values have, have changed in a culture that, that now advocates for anti-racism, defined, of course, by active steps taken to effectively unmake the racist institutions by implementing a new discrimination that favors those who were previously the victims of discrimination in order to artificially uh, elevate them and even the score. That is what it's about. Now, J President Joe Biden's administration is already hard at work on, on those effects. As, as he said during his Monday speech honoring Dr. King, particularly with regard to, to housing, Biden began by saying that simply on the basis of who lived in the homes, houses in primarily white neighborhoods had higher real estate values than homes in predominantly black neighborhoods. And his administration planned to correct that. This is what he said, quote, we're going to aggressively, aggressively combat racial discrimination in housing, including working to restore the rule that says it is a community, if a community gets a federal housing aid, it's not enough just to say it won't discriminate. Did you hear that? It's not enough to say it won't discriminate when they sell those homes. It has to be meaningful, affirmative steps to overcome patterns of segregation. This is what Biden said. He said, and give everybody a fair shot that lives there, unquote. So, how does woke culture and the Biden agenda line up with the dream Dr. King outlined so many years ago? Well, here's the quote. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. This is what Dr. King said from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial on August 28th of 1963, of course. But uh, critical race theory 
turns those self-evident truths on their heads, teaching even young children that being born with a certain skin color conveys a certain level of privilege. Born into the original sin of racism based on nothing deeper than their skin color, white children are expected to strive to acknowledge their privilege and atone for it in educational and social situations. Quote, I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood, is what King said. But the, the college campuses across the United States have embraced the move to adopt safe spaces for colored people. There, where, where, where white people are not allowed, of course. That, that looks suspiciously like eh, a little more than segregation under a new name, wouldn't you say? Quote, people of color need their own spaces. Black people need their own spaces. This is what Kelsey Blackwell wrote in 2018 in a piece that she did uh, published on the official website of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Quote, we need spaces where we can be our authentic selves without white people's judgment and insecurity muzzling that expression. We need spaces where we can simply be, where we can get off the treadmill of making white people comfortable and finally realize just how tired we are, unquote. Well, here's what King's speech says, quote, I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the, the, the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. But in opposition to that, anti-racism advocates like Dr. Ibram X. Kendi called for a different nation than that one. One that uses past instances of discrimination to intentionally introduce a new discrimination in the effort to settle the score. So Kendi writes this, that, that it's, it's not the discrimination itself that is racist, but rather the intent behind the discrimination that can be problematic. But if the goal is to restore equity, he, this is what he argues, then, then the discrimination is not only anti-racist, but a laudable pursuit. So this is an excuse to be racist. He knows it's racism and he's making an excuse for it. Quote, if discrimination is cre is uh, uh, creating equity, you know, this is this is minority wealth, he says, then it is anti-racist. If discrimination is creating inequity, then it's racist. The only remedy to racist discrimination is anti-racist discrimination. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future 
discrimination. So <laughs> it's it, it's it's like the old thing that your mom used to tell you, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. Well, Kendi here is basically saying, yes, two wrongs do make a right. And so we need to be wrong in order to be right. Now, there are some who have pushed back against woke culture, however, like like Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Now, Rice explained during 2021 appearance on ABC's midday talk show, The View, as as many of of you have have laughed along with me at some of the things that come out of The View, but that she she believed uh, it was possible to treat young black students that that they were they are valuable and valued. Now Condoleezza Rice is 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 a very smart woman. And she said she said that they are capable of accomplishing anything that they were willing to work for without teaching them that they must drag other students down in order to do so. Again, it's kind of like the whole thing where you tell your kids you don't have to pull other people down in order to lift yourself up. Now, explaining that she herself had grown up in uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, when the, the South was still segregated, and she spent much of her childhood unable to go out to dinner or a movie with her parents. Rice said that, that what her parents had taught her had always stuck with her. Quote, my parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me that somebody else's that that's somebody else's problem not yours you're going to overcome it and you are going to be anything you want to be and that's the message that i think we ought to be sending kids she said now she went on to add that that her main concern with with academic exercise like uh, exercises like like critical race theory was that it attempted to solve the problem of racism by simply finding a place to lay blame for it Quote, one of the worries that I have about the way that we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I don't think that's very productive, she said. Or black people have to feel disempowered by race. I would like black kids to be completely empowered to know that they are beautiful in their blackness. But in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad about being white. Now, Rice, uh, Rice argued that the, the, the conversation about race, you know, the uh, ad, added by uh, and, and aided by CRT and other uh, special uh, social drivers, uh, had been steering in the wrong direction, away from equality that activists like King had dreamed of. So again, this is a steering away from exactly uh, what he wanted and going in the opposite direction. Let freedom ring, King concluded in his iconic speech. And when this happens, and when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all, when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. 
And I maintain that if Martin Luther King were alive today, that he would he would be demonstrating against today's black leadership. They are preaching the exact opposite of what MLK thought. They are selling racism instead of trying to do away with it. And speaking of discrimination, a, a man at the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, was recently ordered to remove a Jesus Saves t-shirt after security guards reportedly told him that shoppers were offended. Oh no. Video of the incident shows the back of the t-shirt included the coexist symbol crossed out with Jesus is the only way printed below it. (laughs) It's kind of an interesting, and it's, it's, it's bright. It's bright yellow. Jesus is, is associated with religion and it's offending people. One of the guards said in the footage uh, that, that went viral. After talking with the security officer, the unknown man was told the T-shirt could be worn outside the mall. Again, sir, it is a re- it is religious soliciting, he told him in the video captured on January 7th. Quote, there is no soliciting allowed on mall property, which is private property, unquote. In the viral video, the man acknowledged that he had been forced to leave the mall before the preaching, before for preaching the gospel. He he was uh, issued a 24-hour trespass for soliciting uh, guests, according to the spokesperson from the Mall of America. Um, but this was before this incident here in the video. The Mall of America's website states that soliciting is not allowed under its policies, including picketing, demonstrating, soliciting, protesting, and um, petitioning. The security officers in the video said the man's shirt was considered religious soliciting, adding, there is no soliciting allowed on mall property, and this is private property. Mall policy also specifies that appropriate attire must be worn inside, specifically, quote, apparel that has obscene language, obscene gestures, or racial, religious, or ethnic slurs that are likely to create a disturbance as inappropriate. So Jesus saves, obviously, is obscene. (laughs) Despite the incident, a mall spokesman told the Daily Mail that the man was was eventually not required to obey the security guard's order. That's good. Social uh, social media uh, users were infuriated over the video, um, uh, accusing the mall of violating the man's religious freedom. Quote, I will ship a Jesus Saves shirt to anyone in Minneapolis area that will wear it to the Mall of America. DM me your size and address is is what one of the users wrote. So if you're in the area and you want to wear the t-shirt at the Mall of America, you can get a free t-shirt just simply by doing that. Now, I have to say, uh, first of all, that I really dislike mall cops. I just, I'm being upfront and honest with you here. I definitely have a bias against them. I'm sorry if you are one, but, but the issue for me has been that it is a position where many individuals uh, get get placed that that really should not have any kind of authority <laughs> because because they are placed there anyway, they end up trying to take authority that they don't have. 
Um, this this is this is a really clear example of this. This story here. The, the security guards here are trying to force this man into doing something because of other people's feelings. <laughs> I understand that this is a private business. I really do. But it highlights a greater problem in our country. You you can't discriminate against a certain uh, group of of people unless that group of people is white, male, or Christian, or even worse, all three. <laughs> and then it's okay. Then it's okay to disc- discriminate against those people. Now, these security guards felt very comfortable discriminating against this man solely on the fact that a religious message was offending others in the mall. Now, in this next story, we see the double standard of liberals on full display. <laughs> the, the Department of Justice reportedly decided against monitoring President Joe Biden's legal team as it searched the president's Wilmington, Delaware home for classified documents. Now, DOJ officials considered sending the FBI agents to monitor the search conducted by Biden's personal attorneys, but decided against the oversight to avoid complicating, as they put it, the investigation, and because Biden's legal team had been cooperative, according to the Wall Street Journal. After 10 classified documents were found in Biden's office at the think tank in D.C., Biden's attorneys prepared to search the president's other properties for sensitive government papers. DOJ officials met with Biden's attorneys ahead of the search, and the two sides agreed to allow Biden's team to conduct the search without immediate oversight from the FBI. Classified documents connected to Biden were were first found in his private office at the Penn Biden Center and at a think tank, which is in Washington, D.C., And this happened on November 2nd, less than a week before the 2022 midterm elections. Now, since then, Biden's attorneys have located more classified documents at Biden's home in Wilmington on three separate occasions. And an unspecified number found in the garage on December 20th, one document found in Biden's study on January 11th, and five more found in the study on January 12th. Now, Republicans on Capitol Hill have demanded answers from the White House over the document drama and alleged a, a double standard between the DOJ's handling of classified documents related to Biden versus those re, uh, related to the former President Donald Trump. Now, House Committee uh, and uh, on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer, who's a, a Republican from Kentucky, has called on the White House to hand over visitor logs of guests to Biden's home in Delaware who could have come in contact with the classified information, right? That would be prudent. But the White House and Secret Service has said that it does not keep such records. Okay, sure they don't. In August, the FBI raided Trump's residence at Mar-a-Lago, the former president's uh, Florida resort, to recover allegedly classified documents that Trump had refused to hand over to the government, though he was cooperating with them as far as how they're stored. Now, in November, Attorney General Merrick Garland handed the DOJ investigation to Trump's uh, of, of uh, Trump's documents to a special counsel, former war crimes prosecutor Jack Smith. Garland appointed former U.S. Attorney Robert Hur as special counsel to take over 
the DOJ's investigation into Biden's handling of classified documents. Now, all of all of this was done to former President Donald Trump. But they won't send the FBI, in this case, to cover to, to oversee the document collection of President Joe Biden? Really? I mean, this, all of this, d- despite the fact that Biden's lawyers don't have security clearances. Think about that for a second. They are not supposed to be reading these documents. But it's okay. It's okay. Because Biden is a liberal Democrat. And we don't want to, how they put it, complicate the situation and make it look worse for him because he's a Democrat and he's liberal. Yeah. All right. So Project Veritas is one of the few investigative journalistic groups still out there. I mean, they have exposed many a scandal from the selling of of body parts, um, baby parts by, by Planned Parenthood to uh, Google's bias in their search uh, ratings to affect elections and CNN and all that. Their, their latest investigation came out and it involves CRT, a, a teaching activist and self-styled equity, diversity, and inclusion specialist. How would you like to have that as your title? Allegedly appeared to boast on video that he intentionally breaks Georgia law by selling critical race theory or CRT curriculum and materials to teachers in multiple districts and mocked Republican Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and his wife for being unaware of his scheme. A video released by investigative the investigative organization on Wednesday morning appeared to show Dr. Quinton Bostic, who reportedly serves as a content manager for the teaching lab, unknowingly speaking to an undercover journalist for the organization in numerous settings. Quote, I would say I'm a good salesman, but I'm also an evil salesman, Bostic bragged about selling the CRT curriculum to be used uh, on kids in kindergarten. Now, according to the activist, using the term diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, instead of CRT, is a good way to sneak the content in. Quote, if you don't say the words critical race theory, you can technically teach it, he explained, adding that DEI is more is a more acceptable form than like anti-racist education or critical race theory, is what he said. Now, Bostic then um, dissed the state for having no clue, as he put it. He's he's pushing CRT materials, noting that 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 the two districts, Cobb County and Fulton County, are using his materials right now. There are teachers, he says, of color who are like, I want to use this, the activist said. Children can now learn the curriculum and eventually teach their own parents, Bostic argued. Quote, he's like such an idiot, the activist said, allegedly referring to Kemp, of course. Like his wife does a lot of stuff on education here as a former teacher. So she's like book donations and and those books are are just like Bostic rolled his eyes, of course, at that point and and asked what Kemp, what Marty Kemp would do if she found out about the CRT scheme. Bostic responded with this, oh, I would get nailed for sure. 
<laughs> Bostic suggests his business license would be taken away. Yeah. But noted that, that he would just go on to consult. So it would be okay. The activist noted that that teachers are really the ones on the hook for the content since they are the ones that are buying it. Back in November of 2022, Kemp signed legislation to promote curriculum transparency for parents and banned divisive theories like CRT in the classroom. On Bostick's webpage promoting his work, he describes uh, it's described as Equity, diversity, and inclusion specialists is what they describe him as, with a reputation, a re- reputable career in the field of early childhood and el- elementary education, with the vast amount of experience as a lar- uh, as a large and literally content developer, uh, public speaker, equity, diversity, and inclusion specialist. Quentin has become a reputable career uh, uh, has a reputable career in the field of early childhood and elementary education. And this is what this is what his website boasts. Quentin's PhD research examines how ideas of race, racism, and power uh, are are communicated through children's picture books. He currently serves as a part uh, partnership manager for the teaching lab, uh, and Quentin also serves as the anti-racism co-chair for the National Association for Professional Development Schools, or NAPDS. So. This is not just some fly-by-night kind of guy, and and yet he is he is caught red-handed here, illegally peddling CRT to kids as young as kindergartners. These teachers know what they are buying. They know what they are teaching, and they do it anyway because they know better than than those idiot parents, right? That's the attitude. Hopefully, your kids can teach you the th- a thing or two by the time that that they're done and and that's their goal and and finally let's look at this in keeping with the idiot theme <laughs> new video that showed law enforcement officials detaining far left climate activist Greta Thunberg this week at a anti-energy protest in Europe sparked allegations that the entire situation was staged for media. Oh, wow. Surprise, surprise. The 20-year-old and her cohorts were were protesting the, the planned demolition of a, a coal mining town in western Germany to make way for an expanded coal mining operation. The, the uh, demolition comes as the, content, uh, the continent deals with an energy crisis sparked by Russia's war with Ukraine, of course. Now, Thunberg was initially seen smiling as German police picked her up and carried her uh, uh, far away. Uh, However, video later emerged that showed the moments before Thunberg was carried off by police. The footage shows the police effectively throwing uh, or allowing the media to, to take pictures and film Thunberg before they removed her from the area. Quote, Greta Thunberg was part of a group of activists who rushed toward the ledge, a police spokesman told Reuters. However, she was then stopped and and carried by us with this group out of the immediate danger area to establish their identities. The problem with all of this is that they're laughing and posing for the cameras to to make sure that they, they get the best shot. I mean, this was all just one big setup. Thunberg has... Um, 
uh, has has uh, was eventually released by the police, by the way. Uh, as they say, yesterday I was part of a group. This is what Thunberg says. Yesterday I was part of a group that peacefully protested the expansion of a uh, coal mine in Germany. And Thunberg tweeted Wednesday that uh, we were kettled by police and then detained, but were let go later that evening. Climate protection is not a crime, as <laughs> she put it. That's my best credit. I, I can't do it. But during a speech several years ago, Thunberg repeatedly condemned adults by dramatically saying, how dare you, <laughs> as she complained about how the world works. You are failing us by the young people are starting to understand your betrayal, she says. The eyes of all future generations are upon you, and if you choose to fail us, I say, we will never forgive you. We will not let you get away with this right. With Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up, and, changing, and change is coming, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, so apparently... That change that she's talking about does not include the changing of using of lies <laughs> to promote to promote your cause, right? I mean, we're gonna we're we're gonna see change, but we're just not gonna change the fact that we're gonna lie about what we're changing. <laughs> but apparently, Greta actually did fool somebody. I mean, and that that person was Al Gore. He said the other day that there's another divide increasingly between those who are old enough to be in possession of power and the young people of this world. Greta Thunberg was just arrested in Germany. I agree with her efforts to stop the coal mine. This is what Gore said. Young people around the world are looking at what we're doing. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, one big setup and he got caught up in it. But anyway, he's not the brightest bulb mailbox either. I, I would love to hear from you. If you have any comments on these stories, you want to talk about that, make make this a, a starter for uh, a conversation. You can always do that, of course, at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.